Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We are in the final installment of our Stop Praying It Safe series. And so wherever you're watching this from, whether it's YouTube, Facebook Live, our Framingham campus, our Ashland campus, our online campus, we wanna say hello and we're so glad that you're here today with us. It's my honor to be able to speak to you and bring this last installment on this very important series. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about because I am consider myself a prayer warrior. So we're gonna talk more about that today. Um, but we just wanna say we're glad that you're here. And if you are in the Tri-County area on March 6th, we're starting a campus out there. So if you're joining us from anywhere on that, part, that side of town, we'd love to have you come and join at Connect. So I wanna just talk about like, the fact that we've had this praying, Stop Praying at Safe series is all about the importance of prayer. And as we start 2022, we want to make sure that Connect is a house of prayer. Just like Jesus said in Mark 11:17, he wanted his house to be a house of prayer. And that's what we want. So we have taught and trained you. Pastor Derek did the first couple of um, first couple of installments when we started the series. And then Pastor Devin talked about um, last week, the I'm gonna review some of his message in our topic today, but we've learned why it's important to pray. We've learned um, you know, some answers to our questions of like, why doesn't God answer my prayers? Um, we talked about what, it, what Devin talked about last week, what we need to understand about praying in the name of Jesus or how to pray. So today, we're gonna to talk about the power in prayer. And so our series verse is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And that is, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And then it goes on to say that the peace of God will surpass, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. And we know that in, you know, two years into a pandemic, we need some peace to guard our hearts and our minds. Can I get an amen? If you're on the chat, just go ahead and throw up the peace symbol. I'm a big emoji girl, so throw up some peace symbols there. We need the peace of Christ to guard us in, in this whole series. And our series theme for Stop Praying It Safe has been, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. You know, a song comes to mind, don't worry, I'll be happy now. <laughs> but, and I will say last week, Pastor Devin, drop some bars for us to tell us about a, a you know the announcement about the tri-county well i've got some bars to drop of my own where my drummer at oh just kidding i won't be dropping bars today so but just to review you know pastor devon talked about putting some respect on his name and the power and there's power in the name but one of the things we have talked about every week is that prayer changes things and when we're talking about prayer we also know that um in order to talk about prayer, you have to have, to you have to talk about faith because faith and prayer go hand in hand. And so as Derek's dad would always say is, you gotta go to the throne before you go to the phone. Can I get an amen? And so we wanna make sure that we're, we don't panic first, but we pray first. So if, when you're looking at, if you looked up and Googled different songs with prayer, the word prayer in it or in its title or whatever, there is songs in every genre of music. There's rap, there's pop, R&B, soul, country. Like the country songs, they talk about praying ill will on their ex-lover, you know? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that those prayers are probably not hitting the bullseye. <laughs> so we're not just gonna throw up slipshod prayers and think that something's gonna happen. So 
we want to talk about today the results from powerful prayers because Matthew 17 20 says if you have the faith like a grain of mustard seed you can say to this mountain be moved and it will be moved but how many of you have prayed before and said I have all the faith Lord that you can do this and then he doesn't do it what happens you know when we when we think that our prayers should only get an answer of yes for them to be answered that's really not faith that's actually if I could be so bold to say, to say that that's arrogance, that's thinking I know what's best. I think I, you know, should get a yes in this answer. And if it's not answered as a yes, then I think that God's not answering my prayer. But let me just say this. Faith means trusting God no matter what. My, I put my faith in God. And I'm not trying to pray to get God to move. I'm trying, I, I'm praying to, to actually have a conversation with God because sometimes that's what prayer is. Sometimes we have a conversation and we think that it's a one-way dialogue or one-way conversation, monologue. We pray, God listens. But in prayer, God listens to us and then he speaks to us. And so sometimes I think that God answers prayer. He's always answering prayer requests. It's just in one of three ways. It's a yes, a no, or a not now. And like I said, sometimes when we think that if we don't get a yes, that he's not answered our prayers, it that can cause a detrimental mindset in our minds because we think God's not answering my prayer. Why should I pray anyway? I'm going to get to that because you need to listen to the whole message if you've ever said that. And because it's going to be powerful what you can understand from why we pray and why we pray often. So the, like I said, the, the mindset of thinking if he doesn't answer the way I think he should is why that's detrimental to our mindset is because it cheapens our faith. We might think we, it might open the door for us to get mad at God. And like I said, he's always answering. So let me give you this example. When my kids were young, they would ask me if they could do things or if they could have things. And there were certain times where I would say, no. And whether I had time to explain it or not, or whether I thought that they were capable of understanding the complexity of why I said no, sometimes I explained it when they got older, but when they were younger, I didn't explain it. And, and I didn't have to, I, I wasn't going to care if they were mad at me because I was doing what was best for them. I think God is the same way as our father. Sometimes he'll say no to the things that he knows is not good for us. But I will say this, God is just as merciful and good when he says no as when he says yes. He is just as good and merciful when he says not now as when he says yes, you can have it because he, he works everything for our good and he has our best interest at heart. And so we might also have these times where we pray and we say, you know, I, I prayed and prayed and I asked God to take this away from me, whatever your this is. It could be an addiction or anger or bitterness or, you know, a, a thorn in your side, a, a person. You know, I've prayed, I've prayed that God would take away this problem and he didn't. And the problem with that is sometimes there's things on our end that's causing the prayer request not to be answered. Let me go, let me explain it like this. <clears throat> Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance, substance for things hoped for, the evidence for things not seen. Okay, we think, well, I, my faith is gonna just produce what I don't see, but sometimes the evidence of things not seen means I don't see what God's doing behind the scenes. I don't see what God's doing when I say to this mountain, be moved, and it's not moved. Maybe he wants to build my faith by 
conquering the mountain. Can I get an amen? Come on, throw some power, you know, strong arm emojis in the, in the chat there. But we have, my faith is not in my mustard seed of faith. My faith is not in an answer of yes. My faith is in God. And if I am praying those things and I'm believing, my faith believes that God has my best interest at heart, then it doesn't matter what the answer is. I know he's always listening and he's always answering my prayers. So faith is a muscle and the more that you use it, the bigger and better it will grow. And it's, it takes some developing. But here, this is one of my favorite faith stories in the Bible. You know, we talk about in Hebrews 11, there's the hall of faith, but these three didn't really make it in the hall of faith. It was um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when they were thrown, they were gonna be thrown into the fiery furnace because they were not willing to worship and bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar's idols. But here's what they said. And this is the stories in Daniel. And they said, um, you know, we will not bow down and worship. And even if you throw us into the fiery furnace, our God will save us. But even if he doesn't, now some people might look at that and go, well, see, they had some doubt. I call that, that's, that's the mustard seed of faith. Because they said, even if he doesn't, my faith is still in him. I still won't bow down and worship. Look it up, that's what they said. Even if he doesn't, we still will not bow down. That means even if he gives us a no, that I'm not gonna save you from this fiery furnace, our faith is still in him. That's powerful, that is powerful faith. And so our faith is the catalyst to have powerful prayers and a powerful prayer life. And that's what we want for you to be able to ramp up our prayer life in this coming year of 2022. So I want somebody to say, I've got the power. Okay, now don't just say, I want you to say it out loud. Even if you're watching at home, I want you to say, I've got the power. But listen, if somebody says to you, I've got the power, does that look like you got power? No. Like you gotta say, I've got the power. I mean, come on. You gotta have the power, you gotta show the power. All right, so, but you might say, well, Stacy, you know, God is the one that has all the power. And yes, he is omnipotent, he is all powerful. But I might blow your mind today, because of, I'm gonna show you in scripture, that in order to have powerful prayers that avail much, we have to realize a few things. Number one is that God has deposited his power in us. What, we have his power? Yes, let me show you. Um, in, well, I'm going to show you in a couple of scriptures in just a minute, but here's the thing is if we're going to stop praying it safe, then we need to recognize the truth that the truth that we're the ones that have the power. So for instance, I used to have a red expedition, maroon expedition to be exact, my favorite car of all time. And it had a double exhaust. And so when you, I went to turn the ignition on and it did the and it was, I just felt powerful in that truck. It was awesome. And what's interesting is that there were a couple times where I went to turn the ignition and it would go or just the light board, you know, the, the dashboard lights would come on and that was it. It didn't turn over. And so I'm no mechanic, but I knew that something was wrong, right? Okay. So I just, I still knew that there was power in the battery, but I had to release it some other way. So whether it was the car was too cold or there was water on the engine line or, you know, the lights were on and it was just a dead battery and needed to be jumped. I had to get that power out a different way. The power was still in there. And that's what it's like for our prayer life. The power that we have, God deposited in us, sometimes there's 
external circumstances where the power is not released from our lives to have some of our prayer requests answered. Hear me out. I know you're probably thinking, what? We have the power? I've never heard that. Yes, we do. So looking at Luke 24, 49, here's, there's three different scriptures I want to give you. It says, until you are endued or infused, or the Greek word means literally clothed, clothed with power from on high. That's in Luke. Acts 1, 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we get the Holy Spirit when we ask Jesus into our hearts. When he's our Lord and Savior, we have the Holy Spirit. So we have that power. And then Romans 8, 11, that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, dwells in me. Say, power dwells in me. Come on, say it out loud. Type it in the chat. Power, I've got the power. So we have his power, it's deposited in us. Now look, this is the scripture that might just blow your mind. Ephesians 3.20, we all, if I started it, you could probably finish it. But there's a portion of that scripture that you might not really get or might not really have memorized. Because it says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine, that's the part that we know. But the next several words is the part that is critical to us. Okay, so it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine, according to the power that works in us. So God can do great things according to the power at work in me. I'm, it's dependent on me for God to work in my life because the power at work in me, yes, that's what we're saying. According to the power, he can do everything to the measure that we release his power. That's powerful. <laughs> I mean, another rendering of the word in the Greek um, word for that is distribution. So he can do everything according to the power that we distribute or release. Wow, okay. So how much, how much is God working exceedingly abundantly in your life? It's according to the power at work in you. So um, Jeremiah 27.5 says, with Jesus is saying this, with my great power, or uh, God is saying this, with my great power and outstretched arm, I made the earth and its people and the animals that are on it, and I gave it to anyone I please. It's another scripture to tell you that with his outstretched arm, he gave us power. And so here's a summary statement of this whole point here is God's unlimited power is only limited by us. Okay, type that in the chat. Whoa, God's unlimited power is only limited by us. So he deposits his power in us, but his power is only limited by us. And how do we get that power released? Number two is we release the power through prayer. Come on, throw the, throw the praying emojis in the chat there, okay? He has deposited his power in us, but we have to release it through, the, really have to release that power through prayer. So in this next text in John 7, verses 37 through 39, Jesus uses an analogy of a river, and it says this, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, and scripture, whoever believes in me as scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within him. So the power that's in us, the river, it comes out like rivers of living water. And in that, how are we releasing the power is through our prayers. That living water is being released through prayer. So it's kind of like a faucet. The faucet is, you know, like the release valve to the power. 
of the water coming out. Okay, in our life, prayer is the release valve. But some of us might have more faith if we are turning on our hot water faucet that hot water is gonna eventually come out. I, I Call me crazy, but I don't turn on my hot water and then go, it's still not hot, it's still not hot. Oh, I don't believe this, you know, and walk off. I keep letting it run. I keep letting that hot water run because I know it's gonna turn hot. Our prayer's the same way. If we don't stop praying, we can believe that at some point, God's gonna answer. Whether he's answering it with a yes, no, or maybe so, it doesn't matter. We can believe that God is still gonna answer our prayers. And so I'm gonna just, if I leave the faucet on, it might feel cold, but eventually it's gonna turn hot and it's the same way in our prayers. And let, me, let me show you this in scripture, why we, why we continue to pray, why Daniel pray, prayed for 21 days. Okay, in Daniel 10, we read that Daniel was fasting for three weeks. He was fasting and praying for three weeks. Well, Daniel 10 verse 12 says this. Then he said to me, this is an angel of the Lord. He said, do not fear Daniel for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, to humble yourself before your God, your words or your prayers, another version says your requests were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which is basically the enemy, Satan, represents Satan, um, withstood me for 21 days. And behold, Michael, which is the archangel of war, one of the other chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Okay, so here's what he said. Basically, the first day that you prayed, I heard your prayers, I answered it, and then I was gonna send it to earth to you. But here's what's interesting, is that between heaven and earth, there is a spiritual battle going on, okay? And that's what he's saying is that in this spiritual battle, it took them 21 days to get from heaven to earth because of the spiritual battle. Now, this is why 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5 says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons to fight that battle in the heavenlies is prayer and the word of God. Okay, those are our two weapons that we can use. So because when we pray, God hears our requests immediately, but sometimes we have to bring that prayer, that answer prayer from heaven to earth, and the only way we can do it is through continued prayer. And what if Daniel stopped on day 20? How many of us stop on day 20, on our proverbial day 20? How many of us stop and turn the faucet off when we're just right around the corner from that hot water gushing out? How many of us stop and stop praying thinking, he's not listening, he's not answering? What if our prayers are continuing to fight that battle in, from the heavenlies to the earth so that we can get that answer? What's already done in heaven, we have to simply move it from earth, uh, sorry, move it from heaven to earth. Here's another scripture, Ephesians 1.3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So how many spiritual blessings? Every spiritual blessing. And where are they? In the heavenly realms. So if those heavenly blessings are mine that God has given us, believe me, I'm going to go after it. And I want you to go after it too. We have to get those blessings in heaven down to earth. And sometimes it's, 
it's not up to God for, it's not up to God to move. It's up to us to pray. And one of the, I want to talk about three things. Devin talked about three things last week, or no, four, four S's last week. I think his was specifically, simply, something else and something else. So you have to listen to that message to hear those. But I'm going to give you some three P's to talk, to, to remember when you're praying. First is your posture. When you come before the Lord, just there's all kinds of verses in the Bible that talk about bowing before the Lord and they were face down before the Lord. You know, let us bow down and worship him. Psalm 95, 6. We have to remember who we are in his presence. I'm sure you've heard this saying where you say, you know, um, don't tell God how big your problem is. Tell your problem how big your God is. Like that's posture. That's a mindset. Like I, I know who I'm talking to, my heavenly father, and I'm going to have the posture of humility. And then the second thing, the second P is persistence. James 5.16 says, The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Okay, it doesn't say these piddly little prayers, these slipshod prayers, these prayer to have, you know, the country song, the, all the ill will on your ex-lover. Those prayers are not fervent or effective, okay? So we want to pray fervently and effectively to get our prayers to avail much. And the last P is passion. So in Matthew 21, 12 is where, this is the story where Jesus turned over the tables. And he, the reason he turned over the tables and he was so angry is because he said, you have turned my house, which should be a house of prayer, into a den of thieves, into a marketplace. He was, as we say in the South, he was rip snorting mad and he turned over some tables. That's the kind of passion that you need to be praying for some of these prayers. Let me just tell you, if some of you could see the battle that's going on in the heavenlies, from heaven to the earth, where all that spiritual battle, if you could see that, I promise you, you would not be praying like this. Lord, thank you for your blessings. Send your protection over my family. No, because there are like demonic powers. There's bad angels that have swords that are fighting and are fighting the good angels trying to attack and still kill and destroy our lives. All I'm saying, maybe y'all are nice to me, but I am not going to stand there and <laughs> not willed my weapons well of prayer and faith and power in my prayers to get that battle to go away or to get my prayers answered. I'm going to go after my blessings that I am entitled to as a daughter of the Most High King, and you need to too. Can I get an amen? All right. So God wants us to have these um, purposeful and passionate, persistent prayers, and we need to have a posture of humility. And one of the things that he wants us to do is God loves our bold prayers. I think when we pray bold prayers, he's more like, that's my girl. That's, that's my son. I like that. You know, I'm going to do what I, I love that. So here, let me give you an example of the freshest example I can give you in my life is that this past year I had, um, in 2021, my word for the year, I'm a big one word for the year because it helps me. I'm simple. Um, I need one word to remember the whole year. And it was expectation. And my verse was Ephesians 3.20, which was now he, to him who's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine, according to the power at work in us, to him be the glory. Okay, so that was what I, because there were some things that I, need, I was expecting to be done. And so come September, 
And Framingham, this is for you. You'll, you'll enjoy this little part of the story. But come September, it was, we had, you know, um, I had been praying all year, fully expecting these things. And um, I, I started to say in the middle of the year, I was like, Lord, I'm going to expect, I'm going to put a timestamp on this. I'm believing for this answer by the end of 2021. And so come September, there was just some craziness in the school. It was busy. It was COVID. It was stressful. And, and then comes the first, the seven days that we had of prayer and fasting. And so on the Tuesday night, I went to prayer and fasting over at the Framingham campus and I walked in and I saw everybody sitting and praying and the Lord just opened my eyes to see kind of what was going on in the spiritual realm. And that was that the enemy was trying to just lull people into complacency and like this almost catatonic state. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've done that. I've been that. I've let, allowed the enemy to do that. And my just mama bear just came out of me. And I was, I got so furious with the enemy. Now, one thing, and my husband says I have a little bit of salsa, but mother bear of our church and of our family, I was like, oh no, not on my watch. And so from there, fast forward a little bit, I started praying. I was like, I, I just, I said, Lord, if it's according to the power at work in me, I'm going to get these prayers answered. I'm going to fight the battle in the heavenlies to get these prayer requests answered. And so fast forward um, to December 29th, 30th, 31st. We're on family vacation. And one of the, the things that I put the timestamp on was within my family. And so I said, Lord, this would be a great time. Great, great time for it just to be an awesome testimony. Like, show me, Lord. I'm just believing. And I kept praying. I kept praying. And December 31st came and went. And I was like, Okay, well, you know what? Do you think that it shattered my faith because my faith wasn't, I mean, my, my request wasn't answered? No, because that's what faith means is my faith was not in my works. My faith was not in what I requested. My faith was in God. And the next day, January 1st, 2022, we were all sitting on the beach. My daughter tells me exactly what I had been expecting. So what's funny is that God just was kind of saying, you want it in 2021, I'm never late. You just found out in 2022. But can I get an amen? I fully expected God to answer my prayer, but I had to do it according to the power at work in me and I was gonna get it done. So God wants you to come before him with bold prayers. And even if you don't, even if he doesn't answer the way you think he should, you still have to have faith. You still have to believe that God is working everything for your good. Romans 8, 28, that should be your life verse for everybody. It should be everybody's life verse. God works everything for our good, for those who love the Lord. And so no more praying it safe. We're not going to be a people. Our church is going to be a house of prayer and our church is going to be um, a house of prayer warriors. No more praying it safe. We're going to pray bold prayers. We are gonna re- we're the ones to release God's power through prayer because he's the one that's deposited our, the, the power in us we're going to release it through prayer. And then finally, number three, God adds his fire to our prayers. Now, I hope you catch this today and it can change your life. Let me just throw some fire emojis in the chat, would you? You know, okay, because here's, here's the deal. Revelation 5, 8. I'm going to give you two verses in Revelation or two passages. Revelation 5, 8 is when uh, John's talking about this revelation that he's seen in the, in the prophetic. 
and it's, uh, there's an angel that he's talking about, and he says, and when he has taken it, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls of incense. I wish I had a golden bowl to hold, to show you. But it says, with, which are the prayers of God's people. Okay, so what are the golden bowls according to this verse? The prayers of God's people. Okay, so imagine a bowl that our prayers go in. That's what they're talking about. So now Revelation 8 verses 3 through 5. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar before the throne. Okay, here we go. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it onto the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Those are all physical signs that God <laughs> was moving. So here, let, let me recap. When, our prayer, when we pray prayers, they go up to God. God hears them the first day, like we, he's, we talked about earlier. They're held in bowls of incense, golden bowls. And then at a certain time, an angel comes whenever the Lord says it's time for him to add the incense, the fire with his censer into the golden bowls. And then God hurls it down to the earth as an answered prayer request. Now, this fire that's from the altar, this is the same fire, this all-consuming fire that God is. It's the same fire that was at the burning bush that talked to Moses. It's the same fire that led the children of Israel through the, through the desert at night. It's the same fire that um, Elijah called down on the altar. This is the fire of God. The fire of God is representative of the power of God. And so when does the miracle come from this, all these prayers that we've been praying that have been held in these bowls? Is when God sends his fire to the, prayer, uh, to the prayers that are in the bowls and sends it to earth. Now, this is what I picture. If, if you have the picture um, like of the water country water park, okay? You've all seen where there's like a big bowl or big bucket on top of like a, um, I don't know, a rod, we'll say, like a little pulley system, okay? And at the top of the bucket, there's just a little bit of water dripping into the bucket. Well, when the bucket gets full enough, it tilts over. This is what I see as like the bowls of incense. When our prayers go up and they're filled in those bowls, when those bowls are ready to tip over, God adds his fire and hurls it to earth. Okay, so do you think that sending up a casual prayer here and there is gonna fill that bowl? I mean, just the fact that the Bible says a bowl, it didn't say a little, you know, little water cup. It didn't say a little, you know, shot glass. It said a bowl. That means there's prayers in there. So if I have one little prayer in there, God, it's not going to tip over, that's for sure. And it's really not going to catch God's attention to add his fire to it. And yes, there are times when miracle prayers can happen. And that's, that is God's, you know, authority and sovereignty to do all that. But if we really want some prayers to be answered, we need to fill those bowls at all times. And I see it as I have a marriage bowl. I have a family bowl, I have a kid's bowl, I have a kid's spouse bowl. And let me just tell you, the kid's spouse bowl, you do not want to be waiting until they're like 18, 19, 20, thinking about when it actually could happen that they could get married. You want to be praying when they're born, 
when they are two, when they're four, because when it comes time for them to actually have a godly spouse, you want to have that bowl full and ready so that when God sends his fire, you can get the spouse that you've prayed for. And I I, want to say that there's never going to be a casual sporadic prayer that catches the attention of the Lord in that bowl. So that's why we need to pray persistently and fervently and effectively is if we want to get that bowl full, we need to be praying consistently. And so I want to make sure that you know that prayer is not trying to get God to move. Prayer is actually releasing the power already in you, already in me, so that God can move. So I want to ask you today, how full are your bowls? How full are your bowls? I had someone ask me recently, this was a really neat question. And she asked, she said, you know, I've, I've not, I've always written down my prayers. And the first, she said, you know, is that okay? And I said, my first thing that came to mind was, God says there's power of life and death in the tongue. He didn't say there's power of life and death in the pen. So yes, absolutely write them down, but speak them out loud. Speak them out loud so that that battle in the heavenlies, they hear what you're praying and pray with passion and pray with persistence. We wanna make sure that your bowls are filled enough. And let me close with this. Devin did say this last week, pray specifically and simply. I'm a simple prayer. I, my, my prayer requests are not heard because I'm verbose. Like I'm, I'm pretty black and white. And I'm a prayer, like I said, I'm a prayer warrior, not an intercessor. I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna fight the battle and I'm gonna get out. So, but specific prayers produce specific results. If you can type that in, say that out loud, it's kind of hard to say it out loud, but specific prayers produce specific results. Here's the thing. I always say you've got to attach a scripture to it. Anything that you need, there's a scripture in the Bible for it. Let me give you an example. This is my last, last little story. We had a friend who played um, basketball and he played through high school and into college and he was great. Every season he sprained his ankle a couple times during the season. And then when he met us, he started talking about that. And I was like, you know, there's a Bible verse for that. And you know, the Bible. And it's Psalm 1836. And it says, you provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. So what he did was he wrote that on an index card and he put it in his basketball sneakers. So every time he put on his basketball sneakers, he would actually pray that and claim that over his ankles. And do you know that for the next at least 10 years, maybe even longer, he didn't sprain his ankle at all. I mean, come on y'all, that's powerful. Like that is specific, it's simple enough. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bold prayer. Like keep my ankles, sure. So that's what God wants us to do is attach a verse and be persistent. We wanna have daring, you know, daring prayers that are deliberate and dangerous. I'm not just going to pray some slipshod prayers and think that I'm going to fill my bowls up there. We have the power in us to make sure that we have powerful prayers and prayer requests answered. So I want, I want to do this to, um, you know, if, if you want your bowls to be filled up even more than just you praying, pray with your spouse. Get in a small group, you know, that you can multiply your power and prayer with other people. Uh, that, that should be our small group tagline multiply your prayer i'm sorry multiply your power in prayer with other people like find people that will pray for your kids together 
and, and just, I, we did that. We had a small group years ago and we would pray the power of praying parent. And we would actually, each one would put our own children's name in the prayer and we'd say it out loud together. And so it's important to have powerful prayers, but we have to know that it's according to the power at work within us. So today I, I want you to maybe close up your notes and just listen, but maybe today you're here and you're listening and, and you want to have that power. You want to have that power at work in you. But the first thing you need to know is that you have to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior to have that power even available to you. And if you don't have that, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you are, wherever you are at, if you're watching online, you can, there's a, a button to raise your hand. If you're, you know, sitting at home watching this on YouTube, just go ahead and raise your hand and both hands. But I want to pray for you today to be able to give your heart to Christ. So if that's you, um, you can just pray with me. And Lord, I just ask you right now, Father, that you um, would just recognize, I want you to pray after me, just repeat after me. Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I need you as my savior. I believe in you and I want you to be in charge of my life. I hand my life to you and I claim you as my Lord and I trust you with my life in Jesus name. Amen. And I want you to know that if you said that prayer today for the first time, that you have all that power available to you. And if, it's, if this is something new to you, it's like I said, faith is a muscle. Start praying, start believing, but memorize scripture, attach a scripture to your prayers. And if you need help, ask one of our leaders at the church when you, uh, you know, on, online, talk to somebody online, but we want to know, we want you to know that you have the power at work in you. We also want to know if you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we want you to text CC saved to 97,000. And we just want to send you a book for your next steps in this journey, because we believe that everybody is on a spiritual journey and we want you to take your next step. If you're one that has been saved for many years and some of this is new to you, I want you to start practicing. That's your next step. Start practicing bold, persistent, powerful prayers and let's be a house of prayer. Can I get an amen, church? Connect is going to be a house of prayer in 2022 because we are prayer warriors that are gonna pray powerful prayers in Jesus' name. God bless you all. We'll see you in a small group nearby or we'll see you at our, one of our campuses. Love you all. Bye.